0: I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. And welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder.
1: Mm.
0: Joanna, how are you doing?
1: doing good. Had the house pretty much packed up, ready to move. yeah
0: See ya. Bye. It's been real guys. <laughs> nice knowing you. Find yourself a new co-host. <laughs> We're recording in person again today. Yes. This morning Brett says, "I thought your last time recording in person was the last time." I was like, "Nah, yeah, we make it work." Yeah. And it we'll probably be recording in person again soon.
1: We should do an episode at CrimeCon.
0: Oh, yes. My
1: birthday weekend. We're just volunteering, though. So yeah. we, we applied months ago. We completely forgot about it. It was just like, whatever, we'll just do something else. And then yesterday, you called me, and you're like, check your email. Did you get it?
0: And I got it. Um, If I got approved to be a volunteer and you did not, I think I would have still gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just stay at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't have a booth. We are just there as volunteers. And we've never been to CrimeCon, so we just kind of want to see what it's like. So if you are going... DM us, email us, so we can connect. And have a cocktail. Yes, absolutely. Well, (laughs) welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder, where we tell stories that may or may not be what? True. Thank you. Today, I'm going to tell you a story that might be the plot of a horror movie or the facts of a true crime case. It is up to my co-host, Joanna, and you all to try and figure it out by the end of the show. No worries, though, because all is revealed by the end. How well do you know your horror stories? Not your horror stories, your horror stories. Horror. <laughs> horror. Okay. <laughs> so we'll just go. Um, I want to make a correction to something I said on a recent episode, though I misspoke. Mm-hmm. Number 38, bonus episode, Campfire Stories 2, where we had Joanna's girlfriends on from Michigan. Yep. In that episode, I said that today NASA has sent materials to Mars now for when humans can actually land on there. Mm-hmm. I was wrong.
1: Uh-oh.
0: I stand corrected. Okay, so do you want to know how I found out I was wrong? How?
1: Did somebody message you? No, oh. nobody
0: messaged me. But recently, I was lucky enough to go on vacation to Sedona, Arizona, which was absolutely just life-changing. It's just life-changing. It's so beautiful and calm. It's, I can't even explain it. Anyway, in the shuttle van back to the airport to Phoenix, I got to talking to a very nice gentleman who was traveling, did I tell you about this? No. To Paris for work. Because when you're in these shuttle vans, you're like, where are you going? Where yeah. are you going? We're all going to the airport. He said, I have a meeting in Paris that I'm flying to. So I had to ask him, what do you do? Yes. Yeah. Wait, go, do you, sure. may, may I ask? What do you do for work if you're going to Paris for a meeting? He went on to explain that he is retired from NASA. Shut up. However, he still has two satellites in the air that he's responsible what? for. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Satellites? You are probably sitting next to a millionaire. You think so? I don't know. And then this even more exciting is that he said that his wife has also retired from NASA and she worked on two of the Mars rovers. Millionaire. (laughs) At least government protected people. I bet
1: he's taking a private jet.
0: You think so? Or at least he's
1: flying Delta.
0: (laughs) First class. (laughs) So I had to ask him that question about Mars, about, you know, are there supplies there now? And he kindly smiled at me and said, no. And winked. No, no, no. There was no wink. He said that the rover that's there now, the recent one, is collecting samples of soil. And I said, well, who's going to go get those? And he said, another like robot, like another shuttle with no humans on it. That's wild. Yeah. So they're preparing for a shuttle, I don't know, a spacecraft to go and collect the samples and come back with no people on it. But according to him, there are currently no materials actually there to sustain human life like I
1: interesting but that's so interesting that you taught that you met somebody like that i
0: know i met a lot of cool people what i did ask him though i said when do you think humans will actually travel to mars and he said that nasa is too careful and conservative for that kind of space travel because he said it's a one-way trip there's no coming back you go there and there's no coming back what do you mean how would they come back from mars from another planet It'll take years to get there. There's no way to launch off of that planet to come back. So, how are they? I thought you said they're sending a rocket out there now to bring. I know, but for human
1: life, I don't know. Parachute. That's just. What jump. You jump really high, and then the door All at opens. Once. It just it kinda it just like, um, like in an Circle elevator. back.
0: Circle back and it'll get you. Okay. He believes that SpaceX or some other private agency is gonna try to travel there in the next ten or fifteen years, though. He said, he clearly said it's as of now, it's a one-way trip.
1: Yeah. I mean you wouldn't like you wouldn't raise a family. No. They would never know what McDonald's was.
0: I know. I got caught in a rabbit hole on TikTok watching mm-hmm. theories about did people really land on the moon. Mm-hmm. And I caught a clip from Buzz what's his last name? Aldrin? Aldrin, yes. And he said the footage, because I forget who it was, Stephen Colbert maybe? I don't know. doesn't matter. Saying that, oh, I remember when I was a kid watching on the TV the space landing on the moon. And Buzz Aldrin said, no, you didn't. And he said, you saw movie magic or cinematography because he said there was no camera crew on the moon. So he basically is saying the footage we see is fake because they had to remake it to show people here. Because it shows the fucking president calling him on a landline phone (laughs) (laughs) like they had that technology how's it going up there guys (laughs) do you see me waving (laughs) click click uh that was me hanging up my (laughs) landline yeah
1: so did they really land on it and they just had to recreate it reenact it
0: i mean mean, that's what yeah that's what he was basically saying saying. yeah i
1: mean that makes sense or did they
0: okay say people never landed on the moon and it's all been fake this whole time because they didn't you can't launch off the moon to come back is the thing I've seen. And then I've heard that or I've seen like theories that many people have landed on the moon. It like happens all the time from all other countries. We just don't know about it. So I don't know what to believe. I'm just going to stay in my lane. Things that are none of our business. But you know what is our business? True crime. True crime and horror movies and Florida Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to bend down and get my phone. That's why she's laughing at me because it was going – my phone was going off.
0: So now that I have my correction out of the way – I stand corrected, Mr. NASA man. Thank you for your for your conversation. You should have
1: given him a sticker.
0: All right, let's talk about crazy Florida people.
1: Okay. A Japanese steakhouse. I mean, I love me a Japanese steakhouse. Yeah. Ibachi, sushi, like give it all to me. <laughs> In Florida, of course, announced it is closing Friday... After seven people said they were poisoned with methamphetamines. What? Oh. I can't say that word right. Methamphetamines? Yeah. Last month, after allegedly eating at one of the restaurant's hibachi tables, authorities say, June 10th, San- Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office investigated the incident after three people announced through their attorney... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That they had tested positive for meth and were seeking answers about how it happened. Who's giving away their meth for free? <laughs> they said it was in like the soy sauce. Well, who's given their meth away for free? I don't know. They it- closed, Ooh. oh, sorry, they closed the case and did not arrest anybody because of lack of evidence to how these seven people were poisoned. Seven? Seven people. But what did I say? Three had attorneys? Okay, okay, okay. So the restaurant did reach out and said, after more than 10 years of serving, we have decided to close Nico Japanese Steakhouse, the restaurant said. It was determined by the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's office that there was nothing linking the restaurant to the accusation we reopened our doors we are so thankful for our regulars who came back to support us unfortunately it's just not enough to keep the doors open
0: wow yeah. who was sneaking meth and soy sauce
1: they're getting brutally harassed and it's really sad because it's a family-owned restaurant and 20 employees are out of work
0: one of those employees yeah you know, yep. needed to get rid of his stash or something.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> they were on to something. Wow. Yeah, they said that the one family went out to dinner, and she and her husband noticed didn't notice anything out of the ordinary during the dinner, but then began experiencing symptoms later that evening.
0: Could you imagine? She feel like, I don't know what it feels like to be on meth. Could you imagine like you sitting there after yeah. dinner and you're like, man, I'm high as fuck, but I why? Weird.
1: Yeah, it says <laughs> and they they did take drug tests. They were um, conducted at the medical center and confirmed that the three people tested positive for meth.
0: I wonder what caused them to go to the hospital. You know, that had to be, they had to be feeling really, really messed up.
1: Yeah, I don't know what meth does to you, but um, the headline is pretty basic. Japanese Steakhouse in Florida closes after customers allege meth poisoning. No arrests.
0: Wow. Because you can't
1: tell. I mean, if they pour it out of a baggie,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. Mix it up. Mix it up at the soy. Well, yet another reason for me not to go to the hibachi. You do hibachi. You love it, but it gives me diarrhea, so... (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Don't include that. Why not? Well, let's switch gears here a little bit and let's get into my story for today. Okay. You ready? Yeah. When I was in high school, like 15 or 16, my family went on a cruise together to the Bahamas.
1: Is this a real life story? Yes.
0: When I was in high school, I, Carmen. We've never done this before. What talked about personal lives? Well, not like like start your story off like this. Oh, like, I feel like you're making some sort of connection. Oh, oh, oh. All right, so. <laughs> I don't know if you like it or not, but I don't care. Uh, we got off at Nassau and did some sightseeing because this reminded me of just, you'll see. Nice. You'll see. I'm, I'm sure there's a connection. I giggled as my parents were offered pot and had to pretend they didn't want it for my sake. We shared one tiny cabin along with my grandma, oh, but Lord. the four of us in a tiny cabin where like the shower's practically on yes. top of the toilet. But I didn't care because it was my first time on a trip like this. It was a lot of fun, even with just me and my parents and my grandmother. Now, On today's story, Allison is a little older than me. She's in college and going on vacation with her family along with her kid sister Claire in the mid-1990s. 90s, okay. They are in the Caribbean at a luxury, luxury resort called Indigo Bay and are spending time together as families do. Definitely all not sharing one tiny room like my family. This isn't the only difference between my family vacation and Allison's though. Because I made it safely back to my parents. Oh, no. Somebody didn't. Anytime my parent, anytime we were separated. Yep. And I never went missing. (sighs) I was able to go home with my parents to live a long life leading me here today with you. See, unlike Allison, I didn't disappear without a trace, never to be seen alive again. That's cool. So that's where we're going with this one.
1: And she's old. You said she's older than 15, 16?
0: Yeah. In college. I'll get to it. Okay. Do you have a guess on how many Americans go missing in other countries? A ton. So, this is no ploy for us to not travel to other countries. That's not my point. I love traveling and visiting other places, but it is still interesting. So, as of March 2023, there are currently 550 missing Americans in Mexico, for example, mm, because they go off the resort. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm actually going to link in the show notes a website that you can go to if you ever feel like a loved one is missing abroad and kind of where to start. So upon researching this story, I came across this site and it was really interesting. It's a government website too for Americans. Now let's back up a little bit and see if we can find out how we go from A to Z so quickly because this story has a lot And I'm going to do my best to tell it to you in a clear way. So stop me if you have questions. Okay. A lot of details. Bill and Mia Thomas are the parents along with their two daughters I mentioned, Allison and Claire. Bill is in the corporate world in commercial real estate and Mia is a stay at home mom. When they arrive on the island, the first thing they all take in is the smell of the ocean air. Oh, it just
1: smells so good. I
0: know. They discuss which excursions they'd like to try out, and they settle in. Allison Thomas, the 19-year-old daughter, attends Princeton. She's a star student and a very active young woman. She is the one on their trip who plays beach volleyball with the other tourists and is super outgoing. So you, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see a volleyball in there.
0: (laughs) She is full of ideals she has picked up in college and wants to make a difference in the world. It's the 90s. She's young. Meanwhile, her little sister, Claire Thomas, is quite the opposite. She's very young, first of all, seven years old. Oh, my. Yeah, the huge like kid sister age gap. Super shy, quiet, and suffers with anxiety at a super young age. Either way, as opposite as they are, they are very close. And it's that big sister, little Mm -hmm. sister relationship you always want when there's such a huge age gap especially yeah she kind of helps take care of her and all that while on the trip allison lives it up she hangs out with her family flirts with guys and she goes out at night after claire is in bed
1: because they're not sharing a room
0: so claire okay. and allison share a room yeah. and the parents share i meant a room. the
1: parents aren't sharing it. that's what i meant they're not okay. right
0: being that we know she goes missing eventually this is where obviously i'm going today mm-hmm. one of the men allison talks to and makes eyes at if mm-hmm. you will is named Edwin, who works at the resort.
1: Oh, Edwin's trouble.
0: (laughs) He's a local to the island, and he flirts right back with her. Throughout the week, her family is scheduled to be there. They definitely bond. Allison and Edwin. Bond? Mm -hmm. Bond. But he's not the only one. She also hangs out with a Yale student named Tyler from, obviously, the United States. She meets that her mom says is, quote-unquote, super cute. Oh, Super cute. <laughs> Which, of course, makes any teacher, or sorry, mm-hmm. teacher, any teenager instantly feel like, ew, oh. revolted. Allison, while on vacation, does hang out with both Tyler and Edwin separately and multiple times. She's just a young girl hanging out with cute boys on vacation. Edwin invites her to hang out with him and his friend Clive, smoke some herb, and chill. And it's Clive that tells Allison at the resort one day that she should she should steer clear of Edwin because he can be trouble. Mm-hmm. Which we will talk about more in a little bit. But does she listen to Clive? No. Absolutely not. Do you know this story? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Would you tell me the truth? Yes.
1: No, I'm trying to, I, I am trying to like, okay, you said the 90s. Just I'm just like, watching your eyes. I, I didn't really pay such into the news in the 90s. If this was a movie that would have came out later. But I feel like, have you seen the, that one movie where like, what's it called? Where they, the couple, the young couple goes on the... Mm-hmm like water excursion and then they dive and then they people leave without them and then they die in the water oh my
0: god yes <clears throat> that's I was like, like the worst movie <coughs> i've ever seen in my life yeah because at the end she just slips under the water i'm like the-. yeah because they know they're gonna die because of the sharks well he stuff. was already dead he, he got bit i thought oh. that was fake though right i don't know Uh what's the name open water was that it? I was going to say underwater. <laughs> okay, so this isn't that. Now, the few times she hangs out with Tyler, it's all just sitting, bonding about their parents being crazy, drinking the little tiny liquor bottles, talking about college, and definitely lots of kissing. One night in particular, when she's hanging out with Tyler, she tells him, look, it's getting late, and I want to get back to the room before Claire realizes I'm gone, being the big sister and all. Mm-hmm. But this isn't what she does. She leaves Tyler to go chill with Edwin and Clive by the beach. <gasps> that was a lie. She sits with them by a bond, fire drinking smoking pot another day they hang out in the pool and play never have i ever with other college kids she's kind of gravitated to while at the resort which i think is kind of normal yeah when you're young on vacation i mean even now on vacation it's all fun and good just vacation vibes tyler really starts to like her and thinks that this could be a thing when they all go back home kids always think this on trips oh yeah i mean kids teenagers young adults mm-hmm. you meet someone cute and you think you found your soulmate yeah <sighs> Especially at 19. Especially at 19. Allison often hangs out with the with both guys on the same night, just enjoying herself. She's only there a week. She makes friends with another college girl named Olivia, and they bond as well. As the days go on, Allison starts to make more plans with the strangers she meets at the resort – than with her family
1: i was gonna say what is her family saying about all this you know
0: yeah well there you go
1: i mean 19 you're an adult Well, no she's not 19 she's 19. yes 19 okay
0: on a walk with her dad along the beach bill has a conversation with his daughter about how he wants her to have fun but also be careful because he's her dad and that's what dads do and yes he notices that she's been hanging out with both tyler as well as edwin edwin So Tyler wants to plan a date with Allison on the beach. He tells her, I hope this is romantic and not cheesy. He really likes her. They sit to a dinner of lobster and champagne when, I know, when Tyler tells her how special she is and that he hopes they can continue this after they leave. Allison's response? Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. Oh, pushing him off when he gets too handsy and telling him she just wants to be friends. Now six days into the trip and she tells her mom Tyler's a
1: douche. (laughs) What does
0: she think is going to happen with with, almost like Edwin? Edwin? Like he lives there. Well, I don't think she wants anything serious going back home. I think she just wants to have fun and take off. She doesn't want to go back to a boyfriend. Since Allison wants to experience culture and the island, she tells her mom exactly what you said, they should do a trip off the resort.
1: Doesn't end well.
0: It doesn't work out right away due to Claire's anxieties. They aren't able to do that which leads to a family scuff, if you will. And this just makes Allison want to go off resort even more. As I think it would to any first year college student exploring the world. Because, you know, I want to see the world. I want to see you know, experience the culture and all of that. To appease her little sister, she tells Claire that on their last night of their trip, which would be tonight in the story that I'm saying, they will stay up late eating candy and watching TV together. Every little sister's dream. Sounds like fun. That day, the last day, Allison and Tyler get into a conversation where he apologizes for his behavior because he got handsy with her and asks her to hang out that night. She doesn't take the bait. Like, no, you've practically assaulted me. Why Mm -hmm. would I... Now, what she does do, though, is she goes to the evening resort party with her family mm-hmm. that they usually have, dances to the live band, and later finally gets her chance to go off resort. She ag- oh,
1: at night? <clears throat> mm mm-hmm. oh.
0: She agrees to go to a place called Paulette's, a local bar with Edwin and Clive, and she blows off her sister, Claire. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have a million other chances to stay up late and watch movies and eat candy and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're shaking your head because you know it breaks the little girl's heart. Yep. When Claire wakes up on the morning they are to depart, she goes in her parents' bedroom and reveals that Allison never came back to the room last night. Mia doesn't think much of it, and Bill says she's in college now and she's probably just, you know, she probably stays out late all the time. But Allison never comes back, at least not alive. Oh. A detective shows up to the room and speaks to Allison's parents at their hotel telling them that Allison went out drinking with two men the night before and the men were later arrested for drunk driving. (gasps) But where is Allison? And this instantly becomes a huge fucking deal. Yeah. Detectives, police, media, search parties, all of it completely disrupting the resort and invading it with all the authorities, necessary authorities.
1: Did you say where
0: the resort was? You said the name. I said in Indigo Bay in the Caribbean. So it's an island. Mm -hmm. Now, side note, what do you see when you go to Waterfalls? Water, rocks, people, (laughs) fish. We also went to Georgia this past March where we hiked to a few waterfalls and they were just so beautiful. They are. Breathtaking. Waterfalls, gorgeous, but in this story, the view isn't the only thing taking their breath away. During a tour when a random family, not the family I'm speaking about, goes out on an island called Faraway K, trying to get away from the police swarming the resort because Allison is missing... It's the two young children who find a naked woman floating in the water near the waterfall dead. So they they went on to another island? Yeah, it's one of those, yes, it's one of those where there's like small islands around and there was a small island nearby that you could go to called Faraway Cay and there was a beautiful waterfall there and I didn't even like put it in here but there's a whole legend about a witch and ghosts and the lady of the whatever and all kinds of stuff like that. So they took her off the island and brought her, or, or who knows? If it was
1: like a, hey, let's go here. Yeah. You know, it could have been a decision that she made as well.
0: Well, it is one of the excursions from the resort going to K, because it has a stunning waterfall view. But it was at night, I thought. I'm just saying in general, no, this family. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. But like she... She night. went missing at night. Yeah, yeah. So how did she get there? Did
1: she, yeah. Did she willingly Got go it. there? Got it. Was
0: it just like... I'll tell you.
1: They'll never find her over here.
0: <laughs> Upon returning the this woman's body... To the island by boat, Mia, Bill, Claire, and the police are all already waiting on shore, and it's quickly realized it's Allison, Mm -hmm. as we know. What happened to her? How did she end up here? And who did this to her? As we know, Edwin and Clive aren't the only men who Allison has spent time with, but who are they going to look at? Local island boys or an American Yale student? Well, the American. Yeah, 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 right. But what, just what happened here? Bill Thomas immediately accuses the island natives and this is how they become the prime suspects in her disappearance, but they're not the only players in this game. However, let's first talk about them. I'm going to tell you a little bit about these guys. Sure. They're in their 20s and they have big dreams of leaving the island one day. They want to make money and move to New York City. People who live on islands are like, oh, i got to get off this island. But then people who don't, oh, I just want to go to an island. island. And New York City couldn't be more different than a Caribbean Completely island. Completely different. They work from sunup to sundown, literally. Edwin and Clive had been friends since childhood growing up together clive goes by go go as a nickname because as a kid he had a serious stutter and would repeat syllables such as saying go go instead of just go mm. and it stuck as his nickname even though he got teased as a kid edwin has always been his best friend Good. they would run around together pooling small schemes as they grew up and now they work together at this gorgeous resort bringing in tons of tourism money to the island clive struggles to provide anything he can for his baby and his ex sarah while Edwin just wants to make money and go to Queensland, or I'm sorry, Queensbridge, New York, to live the high life. <laughs> While Edwin is more fast and loose with the law, Clive is really trying to do right by his son and basically just make a better life for them. He wants nothing more than to stay out of trouble. Edwin wants to start selling coke for a man on the island. <laughs> he wants to make money, he wants to make it fast. And Clive, as I'm sure you can assume, wants nothing to do with it.
1: Yeah, dr- once you get tangled up with drugs, I feel like there's really no easy way of getting
0: out it's that fast money yeah i mentioned that allison was out drinking with two men before she went missing the men were clive richardson and edwin hastings Mm -hmm. i mentioned that they were arrested for drunk driving here's the thing though the arresting officer says that he's known clive and edwin their whole lives they're locals but listen he's arrested them according to him this is a quote a hundred times and 99 of those times they wouldn't shut up joking laughing being crazy for petty shit but this time they were silent while in my car Oof. isn't that telling? Yeah. That's scary, right? Yeah. Just- they all they all know each other in places like this and when I say he's arrested them a hundred times or ninety nine times, it doesn't mean like booking and all that. Yeah. It's like petty shit. He says he never even wrote them up before. Just tried to protect them and keep them out of trouble but according to him, this is another quote kind of from the same statement, this time, silence. That's how I know.
1: They did something.
0: They are F-U-C-K-E-D. This tiny island gets so much of their money from tourism, and this is the kind of shit that can ruin it all. During a press conference after Allison's body is found, we learn the following from Detective Roy, the detective that I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Because she was submerged in the water, DNA evidence is impossible. Abrasions to the vulva suggest penetration, but they can't be sure of the sexual acts. Oh. And it is announced that Clive and Edwin were seen leaving the bar with Allison the night she disappeared, but according to him, there's no way they could have taken a boat with Allison all the way to Faraway K, where she was found, hike to the waterfall, and then make it back in time for them to get arrested for drunk driving in the same night.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I guess I would have to see like a timestamp.
0: Now, while this could be true, it could also be said that this is a tiny island relying on tourism and two local men who work at this resort allegedly raping and killing a woman could ruin them. Mm -hmm. However, they are persons of interest and Clive still does face charges for drugs that were found in his home. Clive? Clive, during investigation.
1: Clive.
0: And this press conference is when it's announced that Allison Thomas' death is declared an accident to the media, including the American media. Now, you already know Allison's parents were not going to let this slide. No, no. So they held their own press conference, calling out that Detective Roy is playing it up for the cameras so tourism doesn't tank for a young American to be killed while on vacation. And Bill Thomas is adamant that this is not an accident. He says Clive Richardson and Edwin Hastings raped and murdered his daughter, and they are not going to rest until they get answers and until they pay for what they did to his daughter daughter
1: i mean no matter what age they're still your your kid
0: you know like 3 19 23 like yep they're still your baby so here's a rundown of events so far and it is what is printed in the american newspapers day one allison goes to a local bar called paulette's with resort workers clive and edwin day two allison's family report her missing after she is nowhere to be found day three allison's body is found on a small k off the coast of the resort at the bottom of a waterfall Day four, local authorities led by Detective Roy's office rule Allison's death an accident. Richardson is charged with drug possession. Day five, the Thomas family holds a press conference voicing their skepticism over the official ruling. The saddest detail here to me is that Mia and Bill Thomas eventually have to leave to go back home and they have to pack their belongings without their daughter.
1: How do you pack her bags up?
0: I know. They pack their clothes and hers to head home with one less child. I can't even imagine. Nope. nope. Absolutely not. There is another person involved in this story besides Clive and Edwin. One that the media and the family don't want to look at. But we need to talk about it. Tyler. Tyler. He's Ivy League just like Allison. But what are his expectations of this gorgeous young woman he's been hanging out with? A woman who he hears is also hanging out with the resort employee. And he himself starts to feel upset. He feels like a prick for making the moves on Allison when it was clearly unwanted. Even though he questions Allison asking her if she is sleeping with Edwin... And Tyler says to her, you're just his white girl of the week. Oh, yeah. Because he probably fucks girls on their vacation all the time. Even though he apologized to her in person for this comment, he says she's a bitch when he sees her leaving to go out on the day she goes missing. When Allison went missing, Tyler cries and tells the cops what his dad told him to say. Oh. Hiding a truth that could change everything. After the Thomas family returns home, Mia goes on 2020 to share their story and a TV movie is made about the whole thing that totally places all the blame on the islanders and it's called dying for fun the true story of the Allison Thomas story back at the island people try capitalizing on this one islander, <laughs> I'm sorry sets up a boat tour called Allison Thomas murder tour and promotes Stop. it on, and promotes it on
1: YouTube <laughs> <laughs> and takes them to the island. Yes. And this is where the dead body was Exactly, found.
0: The Thomas family is struggling, now six months after the incident, and still no answers. Bill hires his own private investigator and Gets nowhere. A lot of people hire their own private investigators if they can in these situations. Yeah, what are like the laws when it's in another country? It's different depending on every fucking country. And this detail breaks my heart. Mia says that even going grocery shopping is impossible when the tabloids are all flashing photos of her daughter with headlines like "Life Without Allison."
1: Oh, six months later, they're still Mm -hmm. doing that.
0: They actually end up moving away to a new town because they feel like where they are living provides too many memories yeah and the truth is it will take 20 years joanna for the truth to come out clive richardson does serve jail time for the drug charges drug charges that he faced when edwin had clive hold the coke he was to sell it was never clive's drugs in the first place and the drugs are found when his home is searched he goes away for, like, three years. What? Mm-hmm. And on a when, island? Mm-hmm. I wonder what the prison's like over there. Not great. Yeah, I can't imagine. And when he gets out, the island turns on him, the community, because they think he's guilty.
1: Okay. Everyone
0: assumes he killed Allison and he can't find a job. Clive does move to New York to find work as a cab driver and make money to send back home.
1: For his ex and the kid. Mm-hmm.
0: This is where he lives for the next nearly two decades. Oh, I said 20 years. and on, uh, I'm aware. On that note, Joanna, is this the facts of a true crime case <sighs> or the plot of a horror story? And I, before you answer, I have a shit ton more to say.
1: Okay, so I feel like you're trying to trick me because why would you watch a movie and then they made a movie about the movie you're watching?
0: I mean, Scream does that. They have a movie in a movie.
1: <laughs> yes. The whole like 20 years later. Well, no, it can't be 20 years later. 90s. Oh, my We're
0: God. We're in the year
1: 2023, you old ass. <laughs> oh, Lord. That is so true. Okay. Um, I'm going to kick myself for saying this answer because I feel like it's the other. I'm going to say uh, it's a movie. Why are you going to kick yourself for because saying that? Because I want to – my instincts are all saying true crime. You're going against your
0: instincts? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Or TV series or whatever we want to do. Okay. This is the plot of not a movie. I knew it. But a mini series? Oh, I hate <laughs> you so much. I <laughs> was so loud. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. so glad I got it right. A mini series. Yep. It's a newer show called Saint X, which premiered on Hulu April 26, 2023.
1: Yeah, see, I don't have Hulu. Dang.
0: It was created by Lila Gernstein. So I'm going to tell you the rest of the story, but warning, there will be spoilers. God, been, do I have been on fire? There is no whiteboard in here for you to tally. You have a fucking streak of fire going. Streak of fire. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. All right. Um, If you haven't watched Saint X and don't want the ending revealed, then pause here, but just don't forget to come back to us. Yes, please. If you're like Joanna and you prefer knowing the end because yep. it makes you less anxious when watching suspenseful shows, then... Welcome. Thank you. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, you feel good about yourself? I do. I'm so glad I went against my instincts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy for you, Joanna. Thank you. Now that we know this is a horror plot or suspense plot or something along those lines, I can tell you about a person named Emily. Emily Thomas is a young woman living in New York City with her boyfriend, Josh. Emily struggles with anxiety and sees a therapist weekly due to her previously being hospitalized due to a mental health episode she's doing the best she can after a tragic family accident emily while driving in a taxi looks at the driver's id to see a name she recognizes mm. clive richardson a name she knows deep down in her soul because clive is one of the men suspected of her sister's murder
1: so you change so you change the name see
0: emily is claire thomas i didn't change the names emily changed her name okay Allison's kid sister all grown up and with a new name. When her family moved away after Allison's death, she wanted a fresh start and she wanted a fresh name. And when she sees this taxi driver's name, she can't let it go.
1: No, because if this was the movie, like, what, what would the I mean, like, real? What are come, the odds? Like, what were the odds? That's for?
0: why I didn't include that part yeah. earlier. It's too far. It's far-fetched. Yeah. Emily goes on a mission to find out what happened to her older sister all those years ago because it was never... Found out. So Emily hides her phone in the back seat of the taxi before she gets out and later uses this as an opportunity to call it and be and meet up with the driver to retrieve her phone.
1: That's genius. I mean, again, a movie,
0: but like still. like
1: So what if someone's like, oh, here's your phone.
0: Isn't that genius yeah. though? She hid it under the like yeah. carpet in the back and called it later and be like, hey, can you, uh, I need my phone. I'll meet you wherever you're at. Because she wanted to see him in person. This leads her to straight up start stalking Clive. Mhm. Oh, well, he's well. He's older now. Yeah, he's said twenty years. Yes, yeah, so he's in his forties now. Mm-hmm. She feels like he's the only person alive who really knows what happened to her sister. She follows him, watches him, and then tries to befriend him at a restaurant where she says, "Hey, I remember you. You gave me back my phone recently. Let me buy your meal as a thank you." She's fucking. She stalks him. It's crazy. Joanna, I love it. I know. It takes time for her to open up to her boyfriend, Josh, about everything that she's doing because she does it in secret. She becomes unhinged after this and those closest to her start noticing. Realizing Emily is obsessed with her dead sister and with not knowing the full truth, as she puts it, Josh tries to support her, but with growing concern. Emily's friend, Sunita, eventually calls her out for real and she discloses what she's been doing and tells her friend that she's been following Clive. Mm. so now those in her life are aware and her reason is simple this is what she says that fucker has the answers to every question in my life and I'm going to get him to tell me them I like it. You're intrigued. You're going to go watch it. I
1: I have to figure out how to get Hulu.
0: (laughs) She fully believes this man raped and murdered her sister, and she wants to get close to him to find the answers. She's fucking ballsy.
1: That is pretty ballsy.
0: So she keeps trying, bumping into him on the street at night by his home and asking him to walk her home is something she does, frequenting the Caribbean restaurant he goes to. She just makes herself known and familiar to him.
1: That's just weird. I feel like if you were in New York and you keep on running into the same person. Well, if you live
0: in the same neighborhood, because in New York City, they have That's smaller neighborhoods and restaurants and stores that everyone kind of goes to. And over time, they start playing cards together at the restaurant, telling stories and spending time. She really befriends him. Until he questions her, why are you always here? <laughs> She tries giving the explanation that her boyfriend works nights and she's lonely. He knows that there's something up with Emily. One night when he offers her a ride home in his taxi, she gets concerned when Clive goes to a random alley with him, with him saying he wants to show her something. Mm-hmm. Emily, nervous and frightened, like freaking out, yeah. sweating. She does follow his lead. And where do they end up? A secluded and gorgeous view of the Statue of Liberty. Okay. Okay proving that Clive could just be a good guy caught in a situation where he did nothing wrong. And it gets to the point where Emily finds out where Clive lives and which apartment he lives in. Oh, Lordy. She becomes so obsessed that she loses her job from inactivity and not meeting deadlines. So she is... It's become an obsession. Yes. Yes. Let me tell you a couple things about Clive now. He has a 21-year-old son at this point that he doesn't know. He served jail time for a drug charge he didn't commit. He was betrayed by his best friend and his ex, Sarah, because they are now... A couple. Married. Shut up. Edwin and Sarah. Shut up. On what would be Allison's birthday, Emily lies to her boyfriend about where she's going and she meets up with... Clive. Nope. Nope. Tyler. Tyler. Remember Tyler, the guy Allison hung out with on vacation because we still don't know what happened to Allison.
1: She's hanging out with a lot of men that aren't her boyfriend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She uses this time to ask him about Edwin, who Tyler says was charismatic because she was seven years old at the time, but Tyler was in college, old enough to remember. He says Edwin was really charismatic, handsome, and duplicitous and that Clive did whatever Edwin told him to do. But what is she to think? So one night she follows Clive and sees an altercation in an alleyway. He is accused by a roommate of stealing his money and Clive loses his shit to the point of punching the man until he becomes unconscious. Oh my. So when I was watching the whole time, every episode, is he guilty? Is he not guilty? You just don't know. You're thrown off constantly. This throws Emily into a tailspin. That is just too, it's a lot. But it comes to a head when she walks out into oncoming oncoming traffic. (gasps) nearly getting hit one day like she loses her shit she is unfucking hinged while in front of the Caribbean restaurant that Clive happened to be standing outside of so he saw her walk into oncoming traffic I can't I don't know why I can't say Mm -hmm. oncoming oncoming and he takes her inside to talk which leads to them going out drinking Mm -hmm. Emily and Clive and Clive starting to put the pieces together of who this chick is he puts together that this is Claire Thomas and he is not happy about it because she in all their talks she shares with him that she had a brother a brother Mm -hmm. she changes it that went missing and disappeared and she shares like the time frame and she gives a couple details and he realizes when they're like out one night that night if you you know you're from a pretty rich family is kind of what he says to her and your brother went missing in college and I feel like everyone would kind of know about that I never heard about that she tells a very similar story, basically, to what happened to Alice, her sister Allison, but switches and says Slip it was a brother. Slip up number one. There's a storyline here I've kind of kept to myself until now. Throughout the show, we see constant flashbacks of the guys living on the island, and we learn that Edwin is gay. But then he's married to the ex. Right. It's very convoluted. Edwin has, in fact, had feelings for Clive since they were kids. Oh! Yeah. I was like, wait a second. But it is also rumored that Edwin is the true father of Clive's son. Oh, Lordy. It is just back and fucking forth. What's the truth here?
1: Tangle web of lies.
0: So let's get back to the night Allison went missing. It's time to reveal, Joanna, the truth I've led you on long enough. Is it just the three
1: suspects? Yep. There's not going to occur. No You're like, oh, it was the director of the the cruise ship.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, (laughs) so Clive,
1: Tyler, and Edwin. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm gonna
0: say Tyler. That's what I was thinking. Too. Dang it, so it's not. I know. Oh shoot, I just. <laughs> it. Oh shoot. Okay, I was thinking that too. Well
1: then, I don't know, Clive. I like that name.
0: I do too. It's it's kind of old school, right? Well, I, then I'm assuming it's okay. It's got to be Clive, but it's I, I don't want it to be you now. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. So the night she went missing, I've been giving you just the tip. <laughs> I'm gonna thrust each. Other it in (laughs) all right during the resort party on the last end of their vacation Mm -hmm. friends of clive and edwin decide to reveal to clive that edwin is the true father of his baby no clive gets you got to really listen here stop me if you need me to repeat myself because it gets a little now
1: clive is pissed
0: clive gets so pissed about this he punches his friend who was revealing the truth to him so clive has anger issues yes clearly Edwin sees from afar, doesn't know that the guys, the people told Clive Edwin's the dad, but he just sees Clive punching out someone from afar and thinks something completely opposite.
1: It's not the friend's fault. No, 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 no.
0: I know. He was punching the messenger. But yeah. now Edwin's vantage point sees Clive punching this man, this dude, thinking something opposite. He thinks Clive is punching their mutual friend because the mutual friend and Edwin have been sleeping together. <gasps> So, when he sees this, he thinks that the mutual friend is revealing that, that Edwin is gay.
1: gay. <gasps> and we
0: know on a small island like this, yep. in the black community, living in the 90s, this is very yeah. taboo. He will lose his job, he feels like, and he will lose the respect of his family if people find out that he's gay. So, when he sees Clive punching their mutual friend, he assumes, fuck, he told him we're sleeping together. So, you know, fuck you, punch in the so face. So now I'm thinking it's Edwin did it out of, like, I'm not gay. Right, 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 right.
1: But wait. No. I thought Allison and Clyde or Edwin yes, were hooking up. Yes, because that's,
0: you know, he has a front of sleeping with women. Edwin is found crying in the bathroom by a vacationer. Oh, poor Edwin. No, it's really sad. It is really sad, and I got very emotional. This is going to get a little emotional okay. here. Edwin is found crying in the bathroom by a vacationer who sympathizes with him for many reasons – And he gifts him with his very expensive watch. Yep. Because the vacationer who finds him is there with his husband. He is gay as well. And he's a black man. So when he sees Edwin, Edwin kind of like loses it and screaming and, you know, Did you see me? Because that vacationer did see Edwin making out with a man at one point. Or no, getting head from him in the woods or something like that. Saw them basically doing some shit. I was
1: totally not expecting uh, Uh this element. Yeah.
0: I wasn't either when I watched it. So this vacationer finds Edwin crying in the bathroom. And Edwin says, did you tell my boss? Did you tell people that you saw me hooking up with, you know, so-and-so, whatever that guy's name is? And the vacationer grabs him and like... Out of love and is like, no, I would never do that. It's the 90s, remember. Mm -hmm. I would never do that. I would never, you know, out another man like that, especially another black man like me. I know how hard it is, you know, being gay and trying to come out, etc. So he gifts him his very expensive watch – trying to help him out basically saying you can sell this and get a ticket to the states and basically change your life okay and he's telling him come to you know go to new york it's people are more open there yeah. go there be who you really are be yourself it's so touching joanna i was like i got all the feels uh it made me rethink who the bad guy is this whole time it's like he's the bad guy no he's yeah. the bad guy no he's that bad- you don't know who the fuck it is now clive Let's go back to him. Clive gets more upset later when Sarah, his baby mama, basically tells him, you need to let me go, Clive. Like it's not, it's not happening. They are not going to happen and he escalates even more. This is that night Allison went missing, mind you, all happened in that evening. So by the time they all finally go out, Edwin thinking Clive Alice, knows a secret. Yeah. You know, Clive upset because he thinks Edwin's the ba- his is, baby daddy. Yeah. Allison just wanting to go have fun. Right? It's all fucked up. By the time they all go out, he is fucking triggered. Clive Which, is. Clive, okay. Clive is triggered. And they go to Paulette's bar that I mentioned. Edwin is trying to make Clive feel better. And Clive is just
1: Does Clive know that Edwin's gay? No
0: clue. Has no clue that Edwin's gay.
1: So it's like if you're like you're having two conversations. Yes. Two separate conversations with the same person. Yep. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. So Edwin's trying to make Clive feel better. Clive is pissed and Allison just thinks they're having fun. <laughs> Poor it girl, is. I know. <laughs> they get drunk, they party. Every time Edwin tries to talk to Clive, he tries to pull him to the side a lot to tell him that the situation with Sarah isn't what you think it is. Like, no, bro, like, I am not the baby daddy. Allison interrupts because she just wants to dance and have fun. When they leave, she suggests going to Faraway Away K. Hmm, Allison. Instead, Edwin drives them to a secluded spot near the water, where, which does have a gorgeous view, beautiful. Um, and they continue drinking and smoking. So Allison is fucked up at this point. She is high. She is drunk. And then she starts kissing Clive oh. in their secluded cl- spot by the water. It was Olivia, a girl she hung out with oh. at the resort, who suggested that she have a threesome with the guys. Because she was like, they're both hot. Just do it. We're on vacation. We're young. Go. So Allison with the two boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. She leans over and kisses. So after she kisses Clive, she leans over and kisses Edwin. And then she suggests that the guys kiss. To her delight, Edwin does it. He says, fuck it. And he gives Clive a peck, who does not appreciate it. Allison feels fucked up, like drunk at this point. And she just is like, I'm going to go lay down in the grass. And she just (laughs) goes and just plop. And Clive looks just like, what the fuck just happened on his face? This is when Edwin tries to reveal the truth again about Sarah. With Allison passed out in the grass, they have a private moment and he kisses him again. So as you're watching, you instantly, it changes in the you know the blink of an eye where Clive is freaked out. And then when Ed- Edwin kisses him again and he kisses him back, you realize like, oh, oh, this might be a thing here. And they have a passionate moment together. It's very like if they've both been holding it in their whole lives. Like wow. one of those kisses. Okay. Yeah, it's like one of those like the kiss of a lifetime. Like everybody wants that first fucking kiss. You're just like, oh take me now it's obvious more happened you don't actually see it but you see them buckling up their shorts as allison walks up to them like hey guys what you doing it's honestly their greatest fear is someone finding out that they're gay so that's why they killed her so she runs off and she makes her way back to the resort
1: you're killing me They kill
0: her and they're there freaking out. She's going to tell everyone. She's going to tell everyone. That whole type of thing. She comes across Tyler, both of them drunk, Allison feeling sorry for herself because she feels like they just wanted each other and they didn't want her. Tyler wasted and they have sex. Oh, gosh. hmm Where Wait. she initiates rough sex, prompting him to grab her in ways that he's not comfortable Is this with. Is a porn? No. Do you want me to restate that whole thing? Because you're like having a lot of deep breathing. <laughs> this is taking a very left turn i know he's not comfortable with how rough she wants to get and she is really wasted crying drunk like and she runs off again clearly upset i'm I'm thinking this is an accident now you're thinking an accident okay now pause and let's go back to present day okay okay emily clive and tyler today clive is in fact a good guy he tells emily everything about what happened with Edwin that night and with Allison. He finally tells her the real truth that he doesn't tell anyone. And she puts together that it was Tyler who actually slept with Allison and blames cuz they know Allison had had sex. Mm-hmm. She had obvious signs of penetration. And she blames Tyler for not clearing Edwin and Clive's names when he knew the truth that it they was were him. innocent. Yes. Well, we don't know if it was him well, yet. Well, the, the one
1: that with the the, the sex. sex. The, the sex. <laughs> the sex was
0: Tyler. Yep. So Tyler is a villain and a right to where he knew Clive and Edwin were not the last people to see her. Yeah. And he knew they were innocent and he never said anything well, no. about it. Oh. Yep. He Remember I said he did yeah. what his dad told him to do? Yes, to say. Yep. So two men's lives, their reputation, Clive's reputation was ruined for a crime he did not commit.
1: Mm -hmm. what about Edwin what's Edwin up to
0: okay Um, oh married you said married with the kid well yeah so they were innocent he claims he would have told if it ever went to trial because it was determined an accident so it never did go to trial so that's what he says and Emily says quote you were the last person to see her alive like what the fuck how could you and Tyler says no I wasn't you were
1: so was she killed sister
0: (laughs) she's seven (laughs) let's keep going I hate you you know, brrr, reverse back to the past. So back to the day of her disappearance. We left off with Allison running fucking Tyler off, yeah. running off crying. Allison goes back to the room she shares with Claire. She did go back to the room. Tyler follows her like, it's okay. Like, are you okay? Because they just had sex. And he overhears the sisters arguing through the door and walks away. And that's the last time Tyler's involved. Tyler's also innocent. You said it was those three. <laughs> re, re, bleh, rewind. Okay, so Tyler, when Tyler tells Emily, you were the last person to see Allison because he heard them arguing through the door. He knows. Claire yells at her big sister for abandoning her when they were supposed to hang out and Allison just cries to her seven-year-old sister in a drunken state about all her problems.
1: <laughs> well, all these boy problems that she yeah. created. Yeah, and the
0: little, the little girl's just standing there like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, what? And Allison leaves again, leaves the room. When Claire says, where... She replies, I'm going far away.
1: So she just killed herself. She jumped off the... I'm
0: going to tell you right now. You better. Allison walks to the beach, takes off her dress, and enters the ocean. And like a fucking Olympic swimmer, she Michael Phelps threw that ocean water drunk in the night and makes it to the island faraway K.
1: Is there lights on there?
0: or did Just like- the moonlight. It is the most unrealistic part of this whole thing is that she swam so drunk to that island. Oh, listen, I, I ran a 10K drunk. <laughs> what? I did. Well, cheers to yes. you. <sighs> Allison, okay, so she made it completely naked, completely alone, and she does make it to the waterfall. And in a really chilling scene, you see her climb a rock to get a better view. And then she's up on the rock and she slips on the algae and she falls in the water below, it was truly an accident. Oh my gosh, I
1: hate, I'm I'm so mad at you right now.
0: There was no murder, there was no culprit, but it was just a very sad, tragic accident. The one thing that really stood out to me about this show was the fact that when detectives investigate the crimes, it happens sometimes where everything they think is true based on evidence turns out to be completely wrong. Mm -hmm. These things still happen. Now, I'm no detective, unless oh, you thought really? I was. Yeah, I'm not. I know that. My badge is fake. I respect the job and I could never do it myself, but holy shit, if this isn't messed up, because this stuff goes on where you follow the clues, you follow the clues, you follow the clues, and it was something you would have never thought of in the end. Slipped and fell. And how easily people get blamed for things like murder yeah. when the truth is so different. So remember how I said there was, when Clive and Edwin were arrested for drunk driving that night, they were silent in the cop car? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, because well, they
0: had sex. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why. While in the cop car that night that they were arrested, they were shocked and excited about the possibility of being together. So Edwin actually did sell the watch that the guest had given him in the bathroom. Or, yeah, that in yeah, the yeah. bathroom, yeah. And he bought plane tickets for him and Clive to leave and start a new life together. But only Clive left. Well, it's really sweet because he's excited he's packing his suitcase he's like we're gonna go and he can finally just be who he is and he's been he's loved Clive his whole life and had feelings for him and Clive now reciprocated those feelings so it's really heartbreaking because you see him like so excited and happy and just this is it this is my moment I'm finally get to be happy and be myself Mm -mm. because uh he wants to start his new life and this is when the shit hits the fan and all the lives are ruined because a young girl went missing. Mm. And they were the last seen with her, the last people seen with her. So they never get to use those tickets. They never get to leave the island. And that little girl probably didn't
1: realize that she was the last one to see. Right. Her. So she
0: probably was like, "Yeah, I saw her." And like, right. Didn't and think twice. I honestly blame Tyler, because yeah. if he would have told the truth, then the court of public opinion would have been completely different. Because about about well, oh having sex with her and about he him knowing that they were not the last people with her and it was the sister. Yeah, yeah. He could have come out and said, no, she went back to the room. Yeah. He never did. Idiot. So one more note about Emily. Emily, present day uh, Claire. She ends up feeling like she could have been the one to save her sister. That she should have made her stay that night when she was seven years old. And even though she truly doesn't know what happened to her sister after she left the hotel room, she does end up finding closure. Nobody knows what ha- Only we know as the viewers, Because we see it in the show. And Clive, he gains the courage to return back to his island after this kind of... 20 years. mm -hmm, Because he admits it all to Emily. He finally admits that he was in love with Edwin too. Like, he's finally like, I'm ready. And maybe explore if that's even still a possibility. Mm -hmm. He ends up telling his... Longtime friend who also lived in New York as an artist, the truth about everything, and she was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Accepting and loving, and he just cries. It's very fucking sad and emotional. This whole show, the last episode, twists into something you would never think with like all these emotions. So he gains the courage to go back. He reunites with the now bedridden and dying Edwin.
1: Stop! How long ago was this? Twenty? You said
0: twenty years. Twenty years later. Why
1: is he dying?
0: lung cancer and their reunion brought me to tears and i just didn't expect it i'm like tearing up right now it was so sad and beautiful and tragic a lifetime of love lost due to societal pressures and religion and a time when people were judged so harshly just for being who they are and loving who they love and he does he is with sarah Remember how I said he was married? But she, it's like made clear that she knows the truth about him and she's basically turned into his caretaker because he's dying. And when Edwin, or when Clive walks in the room and sees Edwin in the bed, I know you didn't watch it so you're not going to feel the emotions, but it was so sad. Okay, Clive admits in the show that he let his fear guide him. And I know that this is for people in the LGBTQ plus community. Fear, fear, fear. Now, I'm not saying the part of death, cops, jail, and all that, but hiding who they truly are for the sake of appearances and all that fear that Mm -hmm. comes with it. And consequently, losing out on a lifetime of love. I just want to take a moment to say that if you're listening and you had to go through that, I am so sorry. I'm glad we live in an age when there's a whole community that supports people being allowed to love who they love without shame, like in the story I told you today because that's how they lived. That part of the story really caught me off guard, especially the twist with Allison's death being a whole fucking accident. Yeah. It was just Joanna, 5 out of 5. IMDb gives it a rating of 6.1 out of 10 and an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: And this is on who what's it called? Saint
0: X. I fucking Saint S A
1: I N T Saint X or ST. Saint X. And I spelt it. Did I spell it the right way? I don't know. I wasn't listening.
0: (laughs) This show is an adaptation of the 2020 novel by Alexis Shaitkin. Excuse me if I mispronounced your last name, because you're totally going to listen to this. (laughs) Although the characters and events depicted in Sanex are entirely fictional, there are some parallels with a little known story, the disappearance of Natalie Holloway, who was an 18-year-old college student who went missing while on vacation in Aruba. Holloway was declared legally dead by a judge in 2012. Although her body has never been found. And to this day, what happened to her remains a mystery. Well, I thought when I wrote this story, until I realized Van Sluten was arrested. <laughs> Sluten. Well, didn't we always know it was him, though?
1: They were hanging out, I feel.
0: He was always a big part of the story. Yeah, but he had money. Did he?
1: I mean, it was the name of
0: Van Sluten. Van Sluten. And that, my friends, is the story of Saint X, the show fantastic it made me cry and that doesn't happen often and that's it guys and remember to live laugh and never go swimming in the ocean alone and drunk to a remote island where you could slip on algae and die <gasps> ever
1: that was a that was interesting
0: it was it was a long one for you i mean i'll have to edit but it'll still be kind of long
1: do you have a question for me a fun question like a, you did
0: a palate cleanser? Yeah. Uh, you want a palate cleanser? Those
1: were fun. Okay,
0: let me. I gotta think of one on the fly. What is a superstition that you follow? Oh, superstition! I don't really follow
1: superstitions. You do. You have little rituals. You just don't I feel know. feel like, like
0: those are OCD r- rituals.
1: Like if I'm running and I, my my heel hits my ankle, I have to hit the heel on my. I have to hit my ankle with my other (laughs) heel and if I don't do it this is I'm gonna sound real crazy and if I hit it too hard then I have to balance it out by hitting the other one again and then hitting it again
0: not really superstitions no Hmm. what about you no no no. I was just thinking like hold your breath when you go over a bridge you ever done that a cemetery oh not a bridge can you tell me why so the souls don't enter your body you don't breathe in the souls that's a superstition (laughs) no I don't do
1: it yeah you do I do my sister's still like, okay, so you know how like in in Florida, like if you are a couple feet back and the light turns yellow, you fly through it, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, right? I, people do. I don't know. I was, you don't you don't go through the yellow lights? Yeah. If it's
0: not going to turn red. Oh, jeez. So I don't
1: know. when I was up in Michigan and I was driving with my sister, so we used to do this when we were little. If you went under a yellow light, you kissed your hand and then touched the top of the... Of the car? The car. I don't know why. That's another superstition. And then we did it with... um. You had to find a screw if you're going over railroad tracks. You had to touch a screw and lift your feet up off the ground. I don't know.
0: Yep. Yeah, I doesn't... used to lift my feet going over railroad tracks too. Why? I don't know. Like, I don't know about the screw thing, but I would like, why do we do this? Why? I don't
1: know. Like, who started
0: it? You were in Michigan. I grew up here yeah. and in Pennsylvania. So I did the same thing lift my feet over train tracks. Why? Did, how did we know that? Know. Was it know. on like an after school special? I don't know. Uh, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Anyway. Well, guys, thanks for stopping in today. And if you would like to send us your suggestions for movies or true crime topics, um, live, laugh, murder pod at gmail.com. Connect with us on Instagram, live, laugh, murder, podcast. And if you are not on our Patreon, we offer our episodes early release and ad free. So that is patreon.com slash live, laugh, murder, podcast. And we will see you in two weeks. And we love you guys. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it, cookies. <laughs> Snakes, rats, doctors. Thank you